0: This is a polite warning. No matter what that fool Andy says in about 30 seconds, this is in fact episode seven. I figured it out in the end. Thank you. Welcome back everyone to the, I believe actually this is going to be the ninth episode. (laughs) Amazingly. Although none of us know how many episodes this will end up being. But yes, this is probably the ninth episode of Secret of Castro Negro. It's probably the sort of scenario that typically you run in like two sessions, but then it is us. Yes. It's a combination of all the, of Scott, the Apocalypse Players and Grizzly Peaks Radio and I think between us, we can make a one shot last a year probably, I, I would imagine. I would imagine.
1: Can I just mention that I ran a one-shot that I'd written, a convention one-shot that I'd written for Ain't Slade Nobody, and that took a year. It took a year of weekly sessions. Right.
0: So. Well, there you go. I
2: thought Crimson Letters was bad. Yeah, Crimson Letters was, yeah.
0: Uh, yes, I, I must say, I'm very much enjoying the Crimson Letters, which is going out now. When I say now, obviously anyone listening to this, that won't make any sense, because this is... But- oh,
2: if this comes out in five years' time, it'll probably still be coming out. You have no idea how long that Crimson Letters game was. Oh
0: wow, really? Okay, <laughs> it went
2: on forever. <laughs> but it
0: is—it's in the core rulebook, isn't it? The Crimson—is—is it, is it?
1: I remember playing a, a playtest of it with Paul Fricker back when Seventh Edition was coming out, and he ran it in three hours.
2: <laughs> it took them three hours to get out of the office at the beginning. Now, where's that door? <laughs> <laughs> one more thing, just one more thing. Do you watch this tonight? Oh wow! Andy? The dean—the dean was suicidal by the end of that meeting.
0: Okay, well, this completely ramshackle intro, I think, is is perfectly appropriate then, because as I mentioned, of course, we have a very special, very special guest back on Grizzly Peaks Radio. We have the Apocalypse Players. I think all of the, it is all of you. You four are the the Apocalypse. I know you have a bunch of other people coming in and out, but I think this is the beating, the bloody beating heart of the apocalypse players that we have here so joe dan dannon and dom and of course scott is returning in one of his many amazing roles as lionel fish we won't do the character intros again because well you should know them by now i i think these are the most memorable characters i've certainly seen in a long time and well i think they can only get more memorable so a quick recap then Because it has actually been, in reality, been about six or seven weeks since we last played. And there's been Christmas and all other things in between. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Christmas. Why did it have to be Christmas? So our adventurers, our, our investigators, let's say, actually, I don't know what to call them, our agents of chaos, did finally manage to meet up in Castronegro, or in Silver City, I think, actually. And they headed to the town of Castronegro. And there, they made some friends, let's say, or, or at least bumped into a few bizarre characters. They first went to the Herrera Hotel, where they uh, checked in and uh, met Juan Herrera, who, who seemed to be fairly straight up, nothing nothing particularly creepy about him. He didn't have the jet black hair and the piercing green eyes. that seems to be the calling card of most of the creepy, creepy types in this place. And shatterhand was uh the horse was uh put out into the yard and and they went to the bar i I think we probably recapped all of this last session but the important thing there was they they ran into in the bar they they ran into james whitlock james whitlock thank you they they ran into the local town drunk james whitlock who said something very unsettling about the strange things that come with them up at shepherd's barn which uh, uh, implying some kind of hideous deeds being done to uh, visitors and, and locals alike up in the shepherd's barn
1: and he also warned us about the diaz vault
0: and also yes he warned you about the diaz vault exactly exactly so the next day the team did some investigating around town they first went to the the tomb and, and rather out of place frankly a cult bookshop which in, in a town of 400 people it seems like their business wouldn't really be thriving but apparently they do a really good mail order they do a lot of mail order business and he also mentioned the very creepy bookshop owner Filippo diaz who just a- appeared out of nowhere as as they are wont to do these creepy bookshop owners and like mr ben i suppose like the the shopkeeper and mr ben but infinitely more creepy although he was pretty creepy was pretty creepy yes he did mention that they do a lot of mail order business and also supply the town library which uh, sounds kind of interesting after that I think the other group went to the Castronegro Chapel where Jesse I think was the one that went up into the tower and had a rather unsettling encounter with initially what looked like a shrouded figure but was in fact just a, a very strange statue and pointing to a very specific location out in the hills, which he took a bearing on. And, and maybe that would be somewhere worth investigating at some point. But uh, yeah, they, they had a chat with the local priest, Alonso Vieira Pereira, another Vieira Pereira. There seem to be many of them here. And uh, I think the book he was reading seemed to be a bit peculiar, but I don't think you managed to get much of a bead on it. No. I don't think you found out what it was.
3: I, that was after I'd obviously revealed everything about us and what we were doing. Anyone would think I'd never played the game before. The dazzling display of naivety. <laughs> that might
0: have been a trigger for a certain event that happened at the very end of the session. But yeah, so so after that, you did go back to the hotel, went up to your rooms where Dr. Bastian Fleischmann oh, yes. was deciding, taking an interest in, in his unpleasant book, Unaufsprechlichen Kulten, and had tried to learn a spell bring be one with the trees or something i can't remember what it was called <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> it, was, it was something to do with trees i'm sure i'm sure it was just some kind of horticultural command tree that's what i've got on my sheet command tree yes yeah, yeah. I, i'm sure that won't be in any way dangerous for anyone involved but sadly perhaps he'd taken a little bit too much too many stimulants or whatever that day and he just couldn't quite embed it in his brain the spell maybe, maybe tomorrow you can have another go at it And as the group had reconvened to plan the next move, suddenly the crack of a rifle from the distant hill and a bullet smashed through the window and lodged into the wall behind you and everyone died for cover, but there was no sign of the assailant. And, of course, the hotel owner came rushing up, wondering what the commotion was. Probably put it down to a hunter and a stray bullet from a hunter's rifle. Although the direction it came from, he told you, was from the the direction of the Casa de Diaz up in the hills. So, and that is where we rejoin the action with you having just shuttered all the windows <laughs> in your rooms. I, I, may, I may have taken the narrative liberty there, but I assume that would be a very sensible next, yes. next immediate move <laughs> for you. I can't remember whether you did it or not, but uh, possibly, yes. I, I think it's fair to say we would uh... I couldn't
2: remember whether we had we all retreated down to the lobby and met up in the lobby?
0: Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. You were down in the lobby and yes, that's exactly it. So we rejoin the action with you down in the lobby and the hotel owner hurriedly shuttering the windows in case, well, another Straight bullet might find its way towards you, and that is where we restart the action. We should all get in a car. That sounds like a good idea,
4: Doctor. Once we know where we're headed in that car, that automobile, Jesse, I'll watch the door.
3: Someone get a car. I think if uh, if that shot came from the Diaz place, maybe now's the time to go and have a few words with them. Find out if they've got a problem with us looking for our friends. In the town that they clearly believe is their town. I think it's quite obvious they have a problem with us. They've just shot
2: at us through a window. Well, someone from there or thereabouts shot at us through a window. Oh, we need to be a moving target. It's the only way to be safe.
0: Where's the car? Juan Herrera comes over with a very panicked look on your face, and he's saying, uh, Now, no, no, please, g- gentlemen, uh, d- don't be too hasty. As I said, it could have been just an accident, and, well, you know, you don't want to go riling up uh, the Diaz's, uh, yeah, you really don't. Accidents? There are no such thing as accidents. I mean, the doc sounds crazy, but he's kind of right.
4: Everything's got a cause and effect, right? Psychological determinism. Fish, Gray, did you see anything? Did you see anything? Any glinting off uh, mirrors or nothing?
1: Yeah, no, no. I was too busy diving for the ground.
3: Oh, good man. You keep that up. Quite sensible. Yeah, I gotta be honest, my eyes uh, ain't what they used to be.
1: But Mister Herrera, you, you just said you don't want to rile the Diazes up. Is this the kind of thing that happens around here often? Do you find that the Diaz's take pot shots at your guests on a regular basis?
0: Well, no, no, of course not. But 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 you're saying you're gonna know, take a vehicle up there and confront them and, and 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 accuse them of of this? How do you know it's them? Yes, I. It, it came from the direction of uh, well,
3: vaguely the direction. Look, look, Herrera, nobody used the word confront, nobody used the word accuse. We just want a vehicle. I said we should go up and have a word with them. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm no fool. I know what a word means from men like you. Men like a chemistry teacher? Oh, you're a chemistry teacher. I can't remember
2: what lie I told you. I'm a respected and highly qualified psychiatrist. No, 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 you are an Austro-Hungarian duke. That's what I meant. A highly qualified Austrian duke.
0: Look, I, I can see, I can see you're you're armed and men of action. Uh, at least some of you are. I I don't know about Mister Fish exactly.
1: No. Nope.
0: Stop crouching, Fish. It's giving us giving us a bad reputation. I honestly think that the best thing to do is, is just to maybe just to move on and and and, and leave us be. Well, I'm afraid we can't do that.
5: We got a job to do. And hey, we were going to have to head up there at some point anyway. It was looking likely. So. Uh... My only thing would be, uh, even if we're a moving target, I still think we should send someone out first. I'm happy to go out as a scout head up that way on uh, Old Shatterhand, ahead of the party. Even just by ten minutes, make sure there's no one waiting.
1: Uh, how about we do this the smart way? You see, if there is someone out there shooting at us, they're going to find it real difficult to hit us once it gets dark. Why don't we just wait a bit?
3: The smart way.
4: <laughs>
2: Makes a lot of sense, Mr. Fish. Imagine if we combined being in the dark with being in a car. Or any vehicle, actually,
3: would work.
4: Obviously, we'd have to turn the lights on, though, Doctor.
3: But what if we turned them off? That's what I thought you might say. I like what you're saying, Fish. Is your idea that we go up to the Diaz place at night? I mean, if we get rumbled up there under cover of darkness, it'll be a lot harder to uh, provide a cover story. Claim we're just there for a chat.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we go up just after dusk. Yeah, it's... I mean, that's still an hour when people pay social calls on each other.
4: Say, Mr. Herrera, that room out back there, is it okay if we have a little conference
0: before we leave? I'm We're keen to follow up on your suggestion to move on, but...
1: Certainly, please,
0: uh, by all means. Uh, but I I really strongly urge you to take my um, advice.
4: Sure. Gentlemen, should we take a conference? A little head-to-head, and then...
3: Then make our move. Then we'll get that car, Doc. I think so. Plan our next action. But I think, uh, Mr. Herrera, if you, you're you telling us we should move on, then I guess that's just what we'll do. Right, fellas?
2: Once we know where we're headed.
3: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. If you could
2: arrange a car for us and keep the engine running. I'll see what I can do. We, we, we don't have
0: a, exactly a, a rental facility in uh, Castro Negro, but, well, uh,
2: maybe someone can loan you a vehicle? Yes, any vehicle. Doesn't have to be a car. Anything fast and modern. Bicycle? Yes.
1: <laughs> Doc, if you think about it, what is a hotel but a big car with no wheels?
0: I think that needs a psychoanalysis role myself.
4: <laughs> I raise both eyebrows, a thing I rarely do.
0: Okay, well, he does open up the back room for you. Perhaps it's like a private dining room or something at the back, and he lets you in, and uh, yeah, you can, you can all sit there.
4: Now, gentlemen, I just want to square this away with you. This chapel didn't sound right to me. From what you were starting to see
3: to me, it, it wasn't right. It didn't look right either. That's right. And the uh, Father Vieja Pereira was not reading a Bible. That's for sure.
4: Obviously, I'm saying this as I'm securing the door. And the statue upstairs was not Christian, Andy. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening out the door to hear if Herrera's sort of hanging around. Okay, actually, you know what? You can you can make a listen roll. Uh, I've got the wrong page open. I've got my character open. That's not helpful, is it? Yeah, there we go.
3: Uh,
4: no, you can. That, that, that... I mean, it helps to know what who I am, but. It's probably better that I can roll dice. There we go. Uh, listen,
0: here we go. Green, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, green. Ooh, goodness me! Nice. I mean, if there was any prospect of your character surviving at the end, I'd, I'd say tick that because you just passed. But <laughs> if heavy if, okay. Yeah, no. So perhaps whilst everyone else is, is settling down and discussing the plan, you turn the latch on the door. It's got um, perhaps a lock on the inside. And you can actually hear Herrera's voice quietly speaking to someone. Or, or, although you can't hear anyone re- responding to him. Jesse, remind me,
4: because we travel together. How good's your stealth? You you're a sneaky fella? Well, uh, yeah, I mean,
5: better than normal, better than average, I'd say.
4: This is a meta-conversation. This isn't actually happening in the moment. I'm just asking in character, stupidly, to confuse everybody. What I mean is, Danan, remind me, how good is he at stealth? 40%. Yeah, that's better than me. I think I might just cross over to Jesse and I just tap him on the arm and I say, you want to have a listen in to what Herrera's saying? I can hear his voice. Yeah, good idea, boss. You just step out. Maybe the claim is you're checking all shadow hands?
5: Yeah, I just need the toilet, boss.
4: Sure. I'll be a moment. I give him a little salute, and I I nod over to... It's audible to the others, essentially, is what I'm saying.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I'll slip out. So, Jesse, are you you going to try and sneak out of the room without being heard? Yeah, I mean, I may as well. He might be
5: stood on the other side of it, for all I know, but I may as well try and do it silently, you know.
0: Okay, so you can make a stealth roll. Lovely. (laughs) I should have probably given you all a luck refresh, but... No, that's too generous. You're ruthless and you haven't. But I won't.
5: Ah, yes. I've found my dice. At least he's honest. At least he's honest. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, there you are.
0: Green, isn't it? Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, goodness me. Did that work? You guys are really killing it today with the rolls. So, yeah, that's a, that's a hard success then on your stealth roll. Oh, great. So I'll say that even though you're unlocking the door and opening perhaps quite a creaky old New Mexico, Adobe ranch house style door, you do it very quietly. Perhaps you're used to creeping in and out of doors without being heard. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. And you actually see Herrera standing behind the front desk and he's speaking into a telephone. I'd like to try and get within earshot or out
5: of view and within earshot, if there's a way of doing that.
0: And given that hard success, that's clearly no problem for you. Okay, As you're great. standing behind a, a plastered pillar, a nice sort of adobe plastered pillar. Perfect. And and you hear Herrera, and he's saying, Well, Constable Garcia, I really think you should come round. I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but there could be trouble. The, the Diaz's, I th- I think they took a, a shot at them. I don't know why. The, well, uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes. Well, look, uh, yeah, okay, yes, I'll try and keep them here for a few minutes. And then he puts the phone down. I'd like to go back into the room silently, if possible. <laughs> is that another role? No, no, that's fine. That's fine. It, okay. it, 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 your stealth is. Uh, you're in the stealth zone. So you creep back in. Yeah. And I assume they've come up with a plan by this point. I think I would have
4: whipped round and whispered Grey, do you think there's any value in going back to the chapel tonight? Under cover of darkness, in the car, I say, nodding at both Fish and the
3: doctor. The 20 yard drive to the chapel. <laughs> hmm. No, we drive the car in. It'll be the last thing they expect. You know, Jesse tried to ride the horse in, so...
5: I forgot that. Good recall. Good recall.
3: I offended Gilbert's uh, sensibilities, so I left him at the gate. I must insist on... uh, You know, I'm not a religious man, not in the least, but I think you should enter a church on foot. But having said that, I don't think there's anything more to be found there. There's a suspicious priest and Jesse saw some strange sculpture in the bell tower. I I think this place is... If we want to maximize our use of time, there are other places we should go rather than back to the chapel. There's this barn. There's the Diaz place. Jesse saw that the statue was pointing towards something in the hills that I believe was away from the Diaz place. Maybe that would be our first port of call. During
4: the second half of that, you see Blake's eyes blinking open and shut repeatedly, looking at fish, looking back at you. It was from the moment you said strange statue. And all I do is I say, the tomb. We we didn't talk about the tomb. And I just keep blinking, looking at fish back at you.
3: Is there something you need to tell us?
4: There were statues there, too. Blink, 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 blink.
1: Let's not talk about the statues, Mr. Blake. Let's not talk about the statues.
2: No, let's not talk about them. That's good. That's good. It seems obvious the town has adopted some kind of...
3: Statue fetish? uh,
2: These fetishes. Yes, that's exactly the word I was looking for. But in the sense of... I take out a moustache comb and I start combing my moustache. It's a worrying obsession they perhaps have. If we took a car and took a quick drive round, we might be able to identify any other statues in the area.
4: Does anybody else have a moustache in the room? Uh, fish does, yeah. Yes, yeah, Yeah. Gilbert Grey does. Yeah, yeah. I start to move closer to Gilbert Grey. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Just brushing my moustache.
2: Gilbert Grey's got a lovely moustache. I'm going to show you a little picture. Oh yeah, I'm
4: getting closer and closer to Grey. you see
2: that? Oh yeah, now that is... Are
0: you going to comb his moustache?
4: I don't know. I mean, if I fail a sanity roll, but I'm just going to get close to him. And potentially pass a dex roll, because I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it could all break out here, but
2: he mentioned the word obsessive, and I really don't get the fact that he said that, but I'm... We must be on guard against the obsessive tendencies of the people in this town. (laughs) Couldn't agree more with you, Doug. I missed this in the recap, but there was something
0: with a statue, wasn't it? Didn't didn't Lionel have a funny turn with a statue? I, I think both Lionel and I lost sanity in that shop. Oh, you did, yes. And Fleischman stole a book, didn't he? Or someone stole the book. Fish
1: stole the ledger.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Fish. Oh, but yeah, someone else stole, yeah, stole some of the occult books. Didn't
0: someone steal that horrible Latin book with the cannibalism pictures? Yes, it did. Because he went up to his room with it. Yeah, yeah, with, with his books, of his horrific books. Okay, well, let's say that Jesse has silently re-entered the room and is perhaps standing there watching you. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> he's so stealthy that none of you notice him come back in. Jesus Christ, man! And I just say, hey,
5: oh, sorry, sorry, boss. Just so you know, I think we've got a couple of minutes until we're going to have a visit from uh, the law enforcement in this place. Our friend out there was on the phone to uh, Garcia. Is that the guy?
3: Fred Garcia, yeah.
5: Just so you know... We ain't got long if we want to skip out before he gets here or just, you know, come up with some sort of MacGuffin to distract so I'm him. I'm going to slow us down. I don't know. Maybe it'd be helpful to talk to mm, him. Maybe. I don't know. What did we get from him before?
4: Hang on. Have we spoken to him?
0: No, 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 no. I think someone mentioned him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because in the car. Sorry. It was in the car.
4: Yeah. Yes. The conversation happened in it. Gray and Fish were doing some good conversations.
0: Yeah. But no, you haven't met him yet. This is also, yes, as you said, slow things down. This is another way of making a one shot last a long time, having, uh, you know, law enforcement. If there's
4: one thing that's going to get away and, and fuck
0: your plans up.
2: Court case. Six months in jail.
1: Just saying, yeah, I'm not sure about talking to law enforcement because small towns like this, you know, you know they're going to be working for the Diaz family. You just know it.
3: Mm. What makes you think that? I'm inclined to agree, Fish. I I made the mistake of uh, believing that the priest might be someone we could confide in, let's say. And uh, as I say, that was a mistake. So I I suggest that we don't trust anyone in this town going forward. And I I think we should get out now before Garcia turns up. Wherever we're headed, let's just get out around the corner.
5: Sounds like he was en route. So there's a chance we might bump into him as we're leaving anyway. But at least we got a heads up.
1: Well, I mean, there's something else we could do. We could try to keep him busy if we split up. If you guys are thinking of going up to the Diaz place, I could keep Deputy Garcia busy.
4: Is that the Diaz? Can't leave you alone to do that. You have to have someone with you. Not if there's a shootist out there. Assassins.
2: You don't want to be on your own. I could stay and perhaps help psychoanalyze. Um, Yeah. I'm not much use in a fight, but... In a negotiation with law enforcement, perhaps my skills would come to the fore.
1: I mean, what do you fellows think? Do you think you are going to be safe going up to the Diaz place without the doc's help? That was implied.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I think they're safer w-
3: w- without him. What are we possibly going to do without the doc? <laughs>
2: I'm already rooting through my doctor's bag going, I think I've got exactly the right thing in here for just this, up, this sort of situation. Yes,
3: yes. I think, uh, Fish, that's a good idea. If you and the doc speak to uh, Garcia, maybe, hey, doc, maybe you could, maybe Garcia can help you find uh, some transport. Maybe he can help you borrow a car or something like that.
1: Yeah, they probably got a police car. <gasps>
2: Perhaps it would have a siren on it. I bet it does. Which would cause all kinds of discombobulation. For the driver and the observer. Now,
4: now, wait a second. We've said that we're here on behalf of Mr. Grey and the Grey Juice. So, obviously... And the Archduke. This is getting complicated. So, if Fish and His Highness are working as a unit, and I look very meaningfully at Fish there, as if he is the most responsible person in the room.
2: He probably is. As if. Yeah, yeah as I if. know.
0: It's not often, not often Scott's characters have been called that, but... These are dire straits.
4: <laughs> if we're going with you, Mr. Gray, we're going up to the Diaz's for a reason. I know we've not go- we've got no time, but what's the reason we're heading up there so these gentlemen know, in case they join us?
3: Well, I don't know. I, I was kind of persuaded by Fish's argument that we should move. We should go there under cover of darkness. So I wonder whether we should uh, follow... We're not being seen. ...the finger of the statue that Jesse saw pointing out of the chapel. All right. Jesse, you think you, you could uh, navigate us in the right direction?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was southwest, I remember, out towards the hill southwest, I think.
4: I take out my pocket watch on southwest and I say so we'll we'll have a rendezvous point at dawn. If anything goes wrong, we'll meet again at dawn.
3: What's the time now? I thought it was like mid morning.
4: <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying we have a rendezvous point at dawn. <laughs> I mean that's a lot of lot of hours to get into a lot of trouble, gentlemen.
3: And at
0: that point you hear a car pulling up in front of the well on the other side in front of the hotel probably and the engine turn off and you hear a door open and then slam shut yeah,
1: dr fleishman your, your car's here
2: that might be the, our vehicle
1: you better go out and take a look excellent right you right you lot you lot get out the window <laughs> while well, the deputy's busy
4: i snatch up <laughs> my bag and i jesse's already got the window open right
0: yeah yeah okay so so gilbert Jesse and, and Harlan, you all climb out of the back window, out into the alley at the back. Shatterhand, of course, is just there to the side. Oh, yeah. He's got an instinct for these things. Yeah, he's waiting for you already, pouring
2: the ground, <laughs> pointing with his other hoof up to the hills. It's a shame we're not on the first floor. You could sort of drop out the window and land on him. I know. I'm sure there'll be time for that,
0: for the Zorro stuff. And Fleischman, uh, yeah, you're going out to see this marvellous vehicle, I suppose, are you? Mm. Okay. Well, I'm striding out. Is someone presumably walking between the vehicle and the, the hotel? Yeah, yeah. As you come out of the private dining room and, and stride across the lobby, you you see a figure walking from the parked car, which of course is a police
2: vehicle, uh, heading towards the, the hotel and, and pushing the door open. I'm going to intercept him because I'm smarter than I um, sometimes appear. And I say, ah, good Morgan, I am the Archduke. I understand you must be the person, the valet, bringing me the car. I ordered a car. And the figure that, who's taken somewhat aback by this
0: statement is clearly a law enforcement officer. Presumably this is Fred Garcia. He definitely looks like a Fred Garcia. He is a stocky, paunchy man with a, with a slightly stained, tan-coloured shirt, a cowboy hat... He's got a bit of sweat on his forehead, rosy cheeks, and small piggish eyes.
2: Uh, I say you have a, an odd uniform as a valet. He says, and who the hell are you? As I have just said, I am the Archduke. Who the hell are you? Archduke.
0: And he says, Herrera, is this one of the lunatics you told me about? What did you call me? <laughs> Herrera is looking rather nervous. He's, uh, I, I didn't say anything about Luna. I just said they were, they were visitors, and uh, maybe they, um, well, I don't know. There was some kind of trouble with the uh, rifle shot and uh, the Diaz, and uh, oh, I, I'm going to go back to my work. And he scurries behind the desk and just pretends to be busy himself with a ledger. And then Garcia comes up to you, and he pokes you in the chest with a fat, stubby finger, and he says. I slap his hand away. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's have an opposed fighting brawl roll. Oh, wow. What could possibly go wrong? Because this sounds like a manoeuvre to me. Yeah, Is it the green one or the purple one? I can uh, have green. One. green. I bet you're going to nail this, the way things have been going. No, 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 you don't. Well, actually, it's you don't fail by much, but let's see what he gets. Oh, no, that that's a hard success. And you try and slap his hand away. But he sees it coming and he's too quick for you and he just grabs you by the wrist. How dare you unhand
2: me? I'm an archduke! He says, I don't give a fuck what you are. I'm the constable in this town. You're the, you certainly, you not say that again. <laughs> you certainly are the constable. And I make the rules here now. You tell me what the hell is
0: going on here and at this point fish are you staying are you what are you doing
1: fish is standing at the doorway just watching the situation unfold trying to work out at what point he's going to need to get involved here but at the moment plan a of creating a distraction is going great
0: it's definitely going I mean what the consequences for Flyish are that's a whole other story but the, the distraction is definitely working definitely working and then Garcia says and where are your pals mister I can see one of them lingering around there in the doorway i I heard there were five of you pals
2: yeah I know this country is lacking in its aristocracy, but I thought perhaps you'd have some understanding of the kind of arrangement an archduke would have. I don't have pals. I have courtiers, flunkies, hangers-on. This man is uh, my lawyer. Well, I don't give a rat's ass what job he's got. All I know
0: is that you're in my town, and there's trouble brewing, and I need to
2: check your rooms for firearms. I heard there was an incident earlier with firearms. Oh, then you must check them thoroughly, because... I mean, if an Austrian archduke were to be assassinated, who knows what could happen again? <laughs> who knows what the consequences would <laughs> be? Last time? Well, that was a whole shebang, was it not? Thank God you're here! Uh,
0: Garcia clearly is not a student of history.
2: Even the recent history... He go,
0: even the recent like, global history goes straight over his head. He goes straight over his head. He says... I don't give two shits about Austria, or Europe, or Archdukes. All I care about is the, is what goes on in my town. I need to keep things orderly and peaceable. And if you've been
2: setting off firearms shooting at people, oh well, there'll be trouble. Well, by all means, let us come with you and we can be meticulous in our search of the rooms. Perhaps an Austrian approach would help.
1: Yeah, let's go up to the room where the shooting happened, Deputy, because I must admit I'm just a humble lawyer, apparently, but uh, from the little bit that I know about detective work, from the legal cases I've been part of, I know that usually when you see glass on one side of a window... That gives you a pretty good idea where the bullet came from. And if we go upstairs, I think we'll find that the glass is on the inside. But I'm sorry, I don't want to prejudice your investigations.
0: A lawyer, eh? Well, I don't have much truck with lawyers. You know what you can tell? You can tell a lawyer's lying when his lips are moving, mister.
1: I can't tell you how long I've been practicing the law. I can't tell you how many cases I've litigated. (laughs) I really can't.
0: Well, I ain't got time for messing about with you two, but let's go upstairs and well, I'll have a look, and I'll make my own mind up glass on the inside, glass on the outside. I don't really care too much for your theories,
2: Mister
3: <laughs>
2: some cop it sounds like we're going to get a fair deal anyway
0: yeah, and he he rather pointedly just unbuttons the strap, holding his revolver in in his in the holster, just just you know just in case he needs to take his revolver out quickly at any point makes it very clear to you that he's doing that and encourages you to show him the rooms upstairs
2: well after you officer
0: yes we'll follow right behind i don't think so you go first i like to keep suspects in my line of sight very good this way so you go up to the go up to the first floor and he says uh, well First, you show me the room where this incident happened, and then I'm going to search the rest of your rooms. All
2: right. You do that. Just through here, I think. I hold the door open for him.
1: I'm sure you don't need us to point out the bullet's hole in the window. Your finely tuned senses as a police officer will lead you to identify exactly where it is.
2: It's over there.
0: <laughs> he says, well, you two stay here. I don't want you uh, interfering
2: with the crime scene. Of course. No, absolutely. And then he waddles into the into the room. I immediately hand Fish a hypodermic syringe full of bromide and give him a wink.
1: And Fish smiles, gives you a wink, and throws it over his shoulder as quickly as possible. <laughs> then Fish is going to scurry off to his own room, find that fucking ledger, and throw it out the window.
2: <laughs> In which case, I'm going to pick up the hypodermic syringe. <laughs> And hold it behind my back until until an opportunity arises. God. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, just quickly,
0: out of character, weapon-wise, Fleischman and Fish, you don't have firearms, do you? My sheet says I've got a 9mm revolver. Oh, you do? Okay, now where do you keep it? On my person at all times, of course. On your person? Okay. So if anyone had has any weapons in their rooms, let's figure that out. Because if I guess if you've got like a, a rifle or something, I don't think you'd be carrying it around. You wouldn't have been carrying it around necessarily this morning unless you... I don't think anyone was necessarily carrying around rifles this morning, were they?
5: I remember I did when the shot rang out. Oh, when the shot rang out, yes. I did aim out the window. So I, maybe it's a luck roll, I don't know. But what do you reckon?
0: No, I think that's fair enough. I think you've just been fired on. I think you would keep your weapons to hand. That's that's perfectly fine. But does anyone have any spare weapons that they would have in their rooms? I don't know what people's loadouts are, as it were. Harlan, do you know?
4: No. Unfortunately, I elected for the 38, and I think the 38 is probably in my suitcase.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's that's okay.
2: Obviously, I've got my main firearm with me at all times. Yeah. And Gilbert, are you... I have a 38, but I think I wear it at all times on a, maybe on a, one of those uh, chest holsters, you know, underneath my jacket. Mm, good.
0: All right, so Garcia, heavy-footed, is walking around the room, his heavy thumping footfall uh, creaking and echoing through the through the hall, and uh, you hear him muttering to himself. And Fleischmann, I mean, g- given what you said, he does it, at one point kind of crouch down, and he's he's looking at the broken glass.
2: <laughs> I've got to try and give him this sedative.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, well, <laughs> I think you have to. I think you absolutely have to. It is- it's a golden opportunity. If we sedate him, imagine what we can achieve. He'll be out cold.
1: But there is such a feeling of inevitability
2: to this. There was, wasn't there? I can always turn the syringe on myself if need
0: be. His broad behind is presenting a very enviable target for you as he his pants are kind of stretched and even maybe perhaps the seams are splitting a bit as he bends
2: down. To- <laughs> I curse myself that I prepared the uh, the bromide syringe rather than the uh, peraldehyde rectal depressant. I didn't know I'd get this kind of opportunity. Well, how should we do this? I'll tell you what. If you make a stealth roll, I will let you
0: have a bonus dice on the attack roll. But if you don't, it'll just be a regular. Because obviously you'll make some noise perhaps coming into the room. Okay. So make a stealth roll first. Let's have a look. Here we go. Nope. Oh, (laughs) no. That's a fail. Uh, That's a really bad fail. I trip on a floorboard and go, oh. Well, it's not a fumble, but it's it's a pretty major fail. You're not the most stealthy of, of creatures. And as you're coming in, he obviously hears you coming in behind him and he says i thought i told you to stay out and as he sort of half turns towards you giving you an opportunity thing faded, isn't well to, to to make a decision let's say i will give you an opportunity to make a decision do you want to do you want to go through with this because he's he's obviously aware of you
2: <laughs> oh it's very tempting though isn't it i've had two fails so the uh, the odds are i'll succeed on the next roll
1: is that how it works yeah that's exactly how probability works yeah yeah pretty sure
2: yeah, always, always. So, yeah, going for it. It'd be a shame not to at this stage, yeah. Yeah, we've got to, come on. Carrying around needles all the time, we've got to use one, can i have got to have Okay, a
0: well, I'll tell you what, it's your call. You can either try and do it violently or with precision. With precision, it would be your sort of first aid role or medicine role, depending on, on which. Violently would be a fighting brawl. So, you just tell me how you want to approach this. Oh, medicine, please. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, I, I think it's totally, totally uh, reasonable.
2: Okay, so make a, make a medicine roll. <laughs> Possibly the first time. What?
0: Ooh. What?
2: I'm going to push the roll. I'm going to push the roll because I've got a 61 in medicine. I've got a 61.
0: If I was being really mean, I would say you can't really push it because it sort of is a combat maneuver. Spend luck. That's a lot of luck. Or you could spend 26 points of luck. But I'll tell you what, given that this is... Perhaps he wasn't ready yet, and you're not really in combat, I
2: will let you push it. But of course, a fail will be catastrophic. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. So I think I push it by... I sort of line up and I realise, oh, he's moving too much. So I'm going to push it by sort of stumbling into him. So I can sort of grab hold just long enough to get the vein. That's what I'm going to go for. Yes. Okay, come on.
0: Your foot catches on the rug... Here we go. You pretend that your foot catches on the rug.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Roll 20 is a piece of fucking shit. This is ridiculous. You have just failed four rolls in a row, and, and the, last, <laughs> the last two with a skill of 61. My God. Well, here's what happens. As you're faking uh, tripping up on the rug, your foot does actually catch uh, on the rug. You stumble forward... And you put your your hand out to try and brace yourself. You fall right on top of him. And the syringe, instead of going into his buttocks, goes into your thigh. And you feel the cold rush of bromide going into your vein. Scheiße! And Garcia says, get the fuck off me, you weirdo. And he elbows you in the face. And I don't feel a thing. <laughs> you don't feel a thing. But the last thing you recall as you pass into unconsciousness from the bromide is two of your teeth just kind of, is is you swallowing two your two front teeth.
1: <laughs> because the one thing Dr. Fleischman needed more than anything else at this stage, it was a lisp.
3: It a lisp.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I think he whistles every time he talks now. So, Dom?
2: Dr. Bastion Be- Be- fleshman, The
0: veil of Morpheus descends upon you.
1: I think Fish at this stage is just in the process of throwing the ledger out the window and hears this cacophony of violence from next door. <laughs> and there's just that frozen moment where he's standing there thinking, do I just dive out the window?
0: Well, you tell me.
1: <laughs> if my jump skill were better, I might. Instead, I'll run into the room as fast as I can.
0: Okay, so you, having disposed of the ledger, you run out into the corridor and into the room where the scene that greets you perhaps isn't what you were necessarily expecting, but certainly in fitting with Dr. Fleischmann's modus operandi. He is lying there, completely out cold, with a hypodermic needle sticking out of his thigh. And Fred Garcia is picking himself up off the ground, unholstering his gun, points it down at Fleischmann, Kicks him with his, nudges him with his boot, realizes he's, he's out cold. And then he turns to you, points the gun at you and says, now, Mr. Fish, do you want to get involved in in the shenanigans? Or do you want to just show me what the hell you've got in your room?
1: I'll look down in horror at the form of Dr. Fleischmann on the ground and say, Deputy, do you have any idea of what you've done here? You've just started an international incident. Wars have begun over less.
0: Like I said, Mr. Fish, I don't care too much for international relations. Now, you just turn around slowly, keep your hands where I can see them, and you take me to your room, and you better show me everything you've got.
1: We've got to check. We've got to check that the doc's okay. If there's any problem here, I mean, if if he needs medical attention, if he doesn't get it, you've got no idea how much trouble you're in, the entire town's in. I mean, this is the kind of thing that could bring the Diaz family to the attention of the world. I mean, can you imagine if this got out into the press, if you were responsible for the death of an Archduke of the Austro-Hungarian Empire? I mean, this is the kind of thing where you'd get reporters from all over the the world coming in digging into everyone's business and just trying to find out well all this town's dark little secrets you wouldn't want that now would you deputy
0: now if i was like an a-hole old school gm i'd say the fact that you referred to him as doc at the beginning of that diatribe might have alerted the policeman but i'm not but i will allow you to make a fast talk roll to see whether you can have any influence over him but it's going to be with a penalty dice because obviously things have escalated somewhat already Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I-, I was trying to work out what that was.
1: So it's a 46. <laughs>
0: yes. I'm glad you didn't get an extreme there because that that would have been silly, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> basically, you would have had him wrapped around your finger and basically doing whatever you wanted from that moment on. But but I'll say, yes, you were successful in your fast talk role. And he says, What's that? What- what's this about bringing attention to this place? I.
1: Like I say, he's he's a very, very important man. You know what it's like with this European nobility. I mean, even after the war, I mean, there, there's still newspaper articles about them everywhere they go. He's an important man, and if, if you've just killed him, my God, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes, deputy. Well, we better check, hadn't we, because we don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, I don't know what you injected him with there, but, yeah, I, between you and me, I don't think you're a doctor. And if you've given him the wrong drugs there, I, that man has a very delicate constitution.
0: Now, listen here. Listen here. Listen here, Mr. Fish. I, I don't know what you're implying. I, I didn't stick no needle in that man. He...
1: Of course you didn't. I understand, and between us, I'm sure we can come up with a story that would explain it, but for the time being, let's just deal with the facts as they are.
0: He's probably some kind of filthy degenerate drug addict.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good story. That's a good story. We can probably sell that one if he dies, but you need to work with me.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. And with that, he perhaps... Looking at you to tr- maybe assist him, he grabs Fleischman and, and hauls him up and puts him onto a chair and he pulls the syringe out of his leg and he gives it a sniff and he say, "Well, what I don't know what the hell this is, but look, he's fine, he's still breathing you' got nothing to worry about. there won't be no n- international incident
1: well, for now i I'm, I'm not a doctor, you're not a doctor. I mean, who the hell knows?" Shh.
0: And with that, I think we will have to call proceedings to an end for this week with the Fleischman unconscious, toothless, under the tender mercies of, of the medical attention of fat Fred Garcia, the constable of Castronegro, and the other three heading for the hills. So, thank you all. That was wonderful. On horseback. Lovely stuff.
1: On the bright side, we have entirely succeeded in creating a distraction. <laughs>
0: you have indeed I think that fast talk role at the end there under extreme pressure was the key but we'll, we'll see maybe maybe Fred is uh, maybe he'll see the light uh, in the next episode I don't think you're out of the hot water quite yet Mr. Fish Mr. Fish mm-hmm. thank you time again and as usual i wanted to thank all of our backers at all levels we can't do the show without you well we could but it wouldn't be anywhere near as good because with your support and help we can do all of the extra things that we want to do i also want to thank all the players who i realized i haven't really been thanking in our thanks section so thank you to all the players i love you all dearly and I hope that we can continue doing Grizzly Peaks far, far into the future until we're old and grey and can't remember what happened in the last session. Actually, I think that kind of applies to me already. But for the rest of you, you'll get there soon. Don't worry. And if you do like our show, which I assume you are if you've listened all the way to the end, then do come and join the fun at patreon.com forward slash Grizzly Peaks. Look forward to seeing you there.